I was still thinking about it. difficulties today but we are here we're here and accounting for welcome to Sultable. my name is latoya my name is nakia my name is toya and we have the lovely miss <laughs> yes Thank you so much for coming on. We have a lovely show today, but before we get started, we're going to do our first segment, which is, what are you working on? Yeah. I go first. Um, so this week, I am working on um, a project that I'll be starting for the next six months for the state of Ohio. So that's what I'm working on. What about you, Nikia? I have been working on changing my niche. I have been thinking about it for a while. And I took a class on it yesterday and made my final decision. So today was the day to start moving. So that's what I worked on today. How about you, Tomorrow is the United States Black Chambers Black History Program. And so we've been working on the event. We've been um, editing content and doing final cuts to uh, be prepared for the event tomorrow. And I'm so excited. And Deshonda, what are you working on? Um, this week, I'm mainly focused on, I had um, just put on a couple new agents for our firm. So I'm training, making sure they're getting through class and doing their steps to finish getting and getting out there to help people with their finances. Nice. Beautiful, beautiful. Y'all, let me introduce this wonderful woman to y'all. Deshonda Goins is a licensed life insurance agent and investment broker, born and raised in Columbus. And she graduated from the Ohio State University. Her focus has been on educating families about how to take control of their personal finances and not only to put a plan in place to improve their financial situation, but to give them the tools to do so as well. Welcome, Deshonda. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. So I'm really excited. Yes. So, I mean, the focus of us talking today, because, you know, it is tax time and we have to know how to wisely spend them coins. And so she's going to help us with that today. Um, did anyone have questions they wanted to get out before we get started? My question is, what things should I be working on right now for my finances? I'm in my mid 40s. I'm married. I have children that are already out the house. Should I be worried about like um, a Roth or should I be worried about life insurance more? So um, when I'm working with clients, it's, it's, you know, we have you know, our process. So there's things you want to get in place before you move on to the next. So um, we always start with our basis is the life insurance. Um, we I consider it income protection. So if you think about it, so, you know, people depend on your income. Um, if something happens to you, you know, they're going to need that money to be replaced, that money that you is going to turn in, you know, be bringing in to the household. So 
you need to protect your income first. That's kind of like the basis. If they don't have anything to, you know, you know, help them out and continue life without you, the other stuff is kind of irrelevant. So um, we start with the income protection. Um, so the life insurance. Um, from there, we look at, you know, do you have an emergency fund? So you can, you know, have your immediate needs and your bills is all paid and things of that nature. You don't want to get fall, fall behind on your bills. So we look at an emergency fund, making sure you have your will in place. Um, we look at your budget, paying down debt. And we'll look at your retirement. Um, so once we have everything else structured in your financial house, then you, of course, we'll look at your um, retirement and then other goals and dreams after that. Nice. Thank Thanks, you. Got to get your financial house in order. Get that house in order. <laughs> yes. So, um, I have a question. What about, um, you did say, you know, debts. What is the best way to start um, paying down debts? So when it comes to debt, when, um, I, I, I teach a, a a system's called debt stacking or some, some people call it snowballing um, your your finances. So what you'll do, you'll take all your debt and you'll look at what the smallest debt is and you just basically list them to the, the highest. So if you have like some credit cards or maybe a loan and then at the bottom is like your mortgage or something like a big debt, um, how we would attack that, look at all your minimum payments that you pay each month. Um, once you finish paying off the first one, and that's an idea that you can do when you have, get your tax refund, you can pay off that small debt. Whatever you was paying into that smallest debt, take that payment and just move it on to the next debt. Pay that one off quicker. Then whatever, when you finish paying that one off, take both of those payments and apply it to the next one. So it, it's basically like a snowball effect. So at the end of the day, you're not paying more than what you was paying each month. You're just putting that entire payment towards your next debt in your next debt and it'll get you out of debt a whole lot quicker you know not necessarily paying more into what you're paying monthly you're just redirecting those funds to more debt if that makes sense good good that makes sense yeah what are some good like literature books to read as far as, as far finances or debt um i would definitely say um a book to start out with if you haven't read it was uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad. Um, it's kind of like a staple. Um, then there's a Think and Grow Rich. Um, there's a couple series there that I would look at. They're pretty good. So um, those would be two of the main ones if you haven't seen, read them yet. Those are kind of like the staples in the finance world. It's like everybody read those. So you want to keep those. And it's one of those things you just keep reading and, you know, Using it as like a workbook, you know, and you can read it and um, keep picking up things from it as you reread it. I agree with that. I've read both of those books, and they are both very, very good. Rich Dad Poor Dad is amazing. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. He also has the um, like the four quadrants one. It's kind of like the sequel to that. Mm -hmm. So dipping it into that one, it's it's really good. It'll have you just basically re structuring your finances mentally you know just the way you approach your finances is going to be completely different and that's kind of where it starts you have to you know it's like a behavior change when it comes to your finances i have a question do you feel like there's more like that do you oh i'm sorry do you feel like there is um a better budget plan 
out there. Like I know there is, um, so you need a budget or, and then there's the Dave guy and then there's the envelope method. Is there a specific budget method that you feel works best? Um, the budget method I prefer, um, I'm gonna be honest, I probably ain't even familiar with all the different budgets. Um, um, was more of a Dave Ramsey uh, learner. Um, but what I like to do when it comes to budgeting is making sure that you're labeling all your money. All your money is going towards something, okay? Whether if it's your savings, retirement, your bills, make sure everything is labeled. Um, and structuring it where you know what all your bills is. Have a separate account just for your bills. Put that on automatic payments. So if you, you know, you add up all your bills for the month, make sure that is in that separate account. Um, what I like to do is, you know, you're, you know, getting a paycheck every two weeks, just have that direct deposited separate. A lot of employers will let you do more than one bank account. Um, so just have all your bills just go on one account before you even look at it and have all your bills automatically coming out of it. Um, and then have, you know, a separate account for your emergency saving. Um, you just don't touch that. Just, it's just for emergencies have a long-term savings account, and then your retirement account. Um, then you'll just have your spending account. But labeling all your money, and I, I would recommend having separate accounts and make sure you're taking advantage of auto pay on bills and things like that. Because um, we're in a world of technology. I know a lot of people like to write things, things down, but even when you're writing things down, if you miss a month, and you it'll, it'll throw yourself out of whack. But if you have it auto, auto pay and already have your money getting directed to certain places, that is what really kind of helps people, you know, kind of just automatic, already built-in budget for themselves. That's unless you have Adobe on your account. <laughs> That's a private joke. But go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely. Uh... Hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't get it. What's the Adobe? I have hmm. auto debit and Adobe went through my account 15 times. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> Adobe will get you. Now I understand what you're talking about. Yes, 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 yes. Because with Adobe, I, um, well, for me, I, I'd like to get the pictures. Is that what we're talking about? Getting the, okay. And so I've used several different emails so I could keep doing the trial version, but I don't got got. I don't oh. got got. So I, I pay oh, no. this. You have to go through like once a month and make sure you canceling stuff and make sure yeah. people ain't double dipping and stuff. That just happened to me. I think I bought some um, Fenty, you know, that, that new Fenty skin and I was like, wait a minute, they're trying to double charge me. Hold on. The companies <laughs> will double dip. You got to watch them. You better watch them. Yeah, you do. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Especially Fenty. Fenty will put you on a subscription. Yeah, automatically. I'm, I didn't even I'm ask glad I know. I'm like, Fenty, <laughs> check. Do. I got you, Fenty. They all try to get you in subscriptions, like making sure you're paying attention. Like, even if you don't think it's a subscription, just assume it's a subscription that you have to follow up and check it and make sure they're not having something else about to send out to you. Because it's like their new gimmick right now is they get everybody on a subscription or a free trial and, you know, charge you later. But it'll get you. It'll eat up your little account. I'm like, mm. It'll, it'll eat up your big account because we got big accounts. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what is, what yeah. is your take on credit cards? How do you feel about credit cards? Great question. I do not like credit cards whatsoever. Um, I feel like they should just be used for a purpose, not for a need. So, if, you know, never putting yourself in a position to need a credit card. 
Um, but if as far as, you know, building your credit, yeah, you can functionally use it and strategically use it to build your credit, you know, keeping your utilization down, you know, 10 to 30%, like, and just, you know, make sure if you spend on it, stay on it. So if you're doing it properly and you can keep up with it, yeah, I wouldn't spend it on, like, I have an emergency and I have to use my credit card. Yes, it's nice to have in a place of emergency, but... I would prefer you to have a separate emergency fund. Um, and that's another idea to have, you know, with your tax refund. If you don't have an emergency fund already to cover those emergencies, um, go ahead and put a, a chunk of money into an emergency fund so you don't have to go and use credit cards or get a loan and things like that, you know, paying more just to be using money when you could have borrowed it from yourself. Um, so I'm, I'm really hmm. anti-credit cards. They, they like the cancer of finances. <laughs> they just they just build and build. I don't like them. What do you think is a good amount for an emergency fund? Should it be three months, six months, a year? Um, so I have just different different accounts that I usually set up. I'll I'll start people at a, a regular emergency fund for um three months of your income. So that will cover, you know, more like a car breakdown or you know things you might need, a, a medical expense, um, things like that. You'll also want to start, once you've got your three months in that account, taking that money that you're putting into that, redirect it into a long-term savings. Um, and that will be more of a, you know, a six-month amount. So that will cover you in case, like, you got a commission, you're on disability, you're between jobs or something like that. So you'll have, like, a nice amount that you can cover all your bills with for the six months. But um, that's kind of like what we call it, um, you know, tracking our, our money, start with the the emergency fund at three months. You know, once you finish filtering to that one, we'll move it over to the long-term savings and just keep putting it into that. If you use it, replenish it, and just keep going. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Toya, can you just make sure while we're, um, while we're live that you don't send? She passes messages. Like we're in class while we are on live, and that's inappropriate, Toya. <laughs> I just, just want you to understand that. <laughs> and then and that's that's co-host number one. Co-host number two, Nakia. It's hard to ask questions. You keep asking them all. So can I? Can I, I just want to know. <laughs> just want to know. Didn't you say you was talking minimally? Oh, but then, then she started. Then Shana got in here and just gave us such juicy helpfulness. So, you know, so Sean, so, well, first of all, let's just say thank you to Royal Woman number one, Jasmine. Thank you so much for coming through, sis. It's always good to see you. You know how we love you. And I feel you with the credit cards. You know, know thyself, right? She says, me neither. I'm scared of them. I may not pay it back, so I don't mess with them. I don't so, mess with them. Yeah, so I, I totally got you, sis. Thank you for your comments and engaging. We appreciate you. I wanted to ask you, Shonda, um, so do you do you subscribe to the Dave Ramsey method as far as no credit cards at all? I mean, I know you said they can be used strategically, but what do you do for yourself? I wouldn't say not use them at all. It, you know, you're working on something, you know, you're trying to get a house, or you want to finance a car or whatever. They could be very useful. Um, so that's why I say use them strategically. Um, make sure you 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 can handle, you know, using it. But if it's something, that's why I said don't. If you need a credit card, like you actually need to depend on the money that's coming over there, I wouldn't recommend it. I, I would say try to find other revenues, you know, budgeting a little bit more, saving a little bit more so you don't have to depend on them. But I would use them as far as, um, you know, credit building and credit repair and 
you know, so you can leverage your credit to get better interest rates when things that you really can't, you know, pass up, you know, you, you, not everybody's going to have a, a, can pay cash for a house. So yes, you want to get approved for a loan. And if you do get approved from a loan, you want the smallest rate possible. So yeah, I want you to build your credit. And that's part of building your credit. Um, a lot of times it's having your credit card. So I wouldn't say not at all, um, but just how you use it. How possible is it to buy a house cash? Like, is that like on the level of, you know, 11 on the scale of one to 10? Is it at 11 to buy a house cash? That, it, it depends on what part of the world there you, <laughs> you go. want no tax bracket. Cause that's, that's out of my league. <laughs> Because we're not buying houses outright cash. Um, I have a mortgage myself, so like, no. That's a good question. And I think it's that's a, a mindset too, you know, because I live in, in rural America in the, in the mountains and I probably could if I was diligent, if I saved my tax returns for, you know, eight years or something, I probably would be good. Yeah, and it's very possible. It's, it's kind of like, um, you know, you can start small if you're not there yet and getting the, your dream home. You know, you can start small and, and build from that equity from that home and start reselling or flipping it and keep building on it. Uh, like, you know, you know, even with cars, I've, I've done that with cars. It's like I buy a little cheap car, I trade that in, get a better car until I was able to get like a brand new car. Um, so it's the same idea with houses too. You can start small. It don't have to be your forever home. That's a lot of things. A lot of people think when you're buying a house that has to be their house you're going to live in for the next 30 years. I don't think like that. I think of a house as an investment. It's not going to be my final destination. I can use this house for other things. It could be a building block and I can keep moving on. So a lot of times like I have younger uh, I have nieces and stuff that's in their like 20s and I always tell them like this don't have to be forever house. This is an investment. You know, get you something really cheap and do something with, you know, so many years, depending on the loan, you don't even have to live there. You can rent that out, you know, and keep, and keep it pushing. So um, I, I see it as an investment. I don't have to, you know, you can build up from that as far as purchasing. That's awesome. I think in this climate, um, you know, doing COVID and so forth. Well, actually, not a, my my brother actually my brother. Um, has bought several houses because you know where he is, they're so cheap right now. So you got to maximize, um, you know, what's going on. You know, look at the, the the real estate cycle and and buy low. And you can if you you know take the time to just save save a little money. You know, and like you said, Shana, you start small and you can build. So thank you for that reminder. Yes. Um, I have a question. How come I always have unexpected expenses in my term budget? You know, you think like, oh, I've thought of everything. I've got this. I've got that. I've got the miscellaneous. You've got that. And still, somehow or another, there's always that one expense you're like, where are you going from? Oh, yeah, yeah. I definitely see that. That was my... um. That was my water bill here recently. <laughs> I was like, my water's so high. Our toilets was running. We didn't realize it. But you know, those things happen. And that's when, you know, your emergency fund comes in handy. So it's, I'm like, if you have that three months of income, you can, you know, no problem. Let me just transfer that and I'll replace it, you know, later. But um, 
some of our, you know, regular every day fluctuate. We don't use the same energy all the time, especially when it comes to this winter, summer, our heat bills and things like that. Some things just fluctuate and then some of our spending habits might change um, over time. So there, there's fluctuation with, with, with always try to keep a cushion, never work. So I always end up using my emergency fund for, you know, something. Um, I actually have, uh, as far as like regular bank accounts, I have my bill account. Um, you know, a, a savings account at the bank and a spending account. My savings account at my bank is not my emergency fund. My emergency fund is often some money market. So my saving accounts at my bank is basically my backup checking. That's how it gets used because they're connected and I can just transfer over if I go over. Um, so, but it's not my emergency fund. My emergency fund is the one I can't touch unless it's an actual emergency because I have to take an extra step to get to it because I'm not that disciplined. So <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. That's Very good, good idea. idea. I'm not that disciplined either. <laughs> I have a question about life insurance. Um recently I switched jobs and I had to ask I had to get the new life insurance. And now life insurance asks all these questions. Is that like a mandate on the industry that now they're asking all these extra questions? Um, and what should people do when now all of a sudden you're not qualified for the insurance? Okay, so this is a, a there are a lot of elements to this question. Um, one, you're referring to uh, the insurance at work. That's considered group insurance. Okay, so that's not your personal, you know, policy or anything. That's with the company. It's a sponsored plan. Um, they deal with it how they deal with it. It's usually pretty cheap or free or something. So you kind of get what you, you get, you know, you pay for what you get. Um, but the thing is with the group insurance is um, you actually will prefer them to ask questions up front. A lot of times you can just sign up for group insurance because it doesn't matter. The time they start asking you questions is when your family tries to put in a claim. Now they're, they're asking you, was this a pre, you know, a, a, a pre-existing condition? The, you know, how was this? How was they doing it? And I, they try to find all the reasons to not fulfill your claim, you know, or not pay out your claim. And that's just kind of how the group insurance work. And they're the, le the least likely to ever pay out for, for a family. Um, what you want is a personal life insurance outside of work. So your life insurance is not attached to whether you have a job or not or if you're on disability or you know a lot of times you have to be on active duty duty when you pass away for them to even pay it out i've seen policies group policies where they pay one amount if you was at work and one amount if you pass when you was off work some a lot of them don't even pay if it was off work so it's really important to have your own personal life insurance outside of work from the get-go and then you'll know you'll have the actual policy in front of you you know exactly how it works at least um because a lot of times with group policies at work they'll just give you a certificate you know, and say, hey, you got insurance, but you don't have like a physical policy. Um, so the inner workings at that job could be all kinds of crazy. So um, it's really up to them. So going forward to kind of answer your question and answer, asking questions and stuff, um, a lot of time right now, um, I know they're asking more stuff as far as COVID. Um, insurance companies are recognizing um, COVID symptoms and putting like a little, um, kind of like a grace period so if you've had contact with COVID you have to have wait 90 days to even get approved because it's still like uncertainty um mm. with it and 
you know, so they don't know. So I'm like really making sure that people go ahead and get their life insurance now because it's an application. You get your personal life insurance. It's not like something you just go pick up at the store. You have to actually apply and get approved for it. So you don't want to wait until something happens like you got COVID or got sick and, you know, not get approved for it. Um, so you, you, something you want to get early and at a good rate, lock in a good rate and get that life insurance um, in there and, and lock in those rates for yourself. But the group insurance, very good because they're not really, they don't really cost much, but I wouldn't depend on it. Okay. It's kind of like a, a supplement life insurance, the one that you get from your employer. Okay. I did go out and get private insurance, but they still asked the questions and they denied me for a private insurance. And I had to get a guaranteed life plan for my husband. So that's why I was asking the question because I did get denied for for extended coverage through my job. And then that's when I went outside and was not able to get life insurance. So that, so what do people are, what are people supposed to do when they're denied outside of their job? Um, there's a, a few different things people can do. So, so outside of their job, um, they can, there's, there's like um, a type that's guaranteed issue. I do not offer a guaranteed issue, but it's like no medical questions, whatever. They're usually really overpriced. Um, me being a financial advisor, I usually don't advise them to get the overpriced policies because a lot of times they get more into the policy ever get out. So it, financially, it doesn't make sense. And I'm a numbers person. Why would I be paying you for all this time? And I could have just had more sticking that under my bed. But um, so for those that you know don't get approved for traditional insurance, um, there's a few things you can you know if as far as um, you know, like funeral expenses. You can, you know, have a, you know, an agreement with a funeral home if you have one that you trust. And I personally don't trust them all, but that's me. But if you have one that you trust and you can put a plan in place for funeral expenses, that's cool. Um, I usually recommend start saving, investing, and basically insure yourself. You know, you can insure yourself just like you technically can insure yourself when as far as a car go. You can insure your life too. If you can have the expenses and you can show proof that you can pay for damages, you don't need auto insurance. But as far as life insurance, if you have enough to cover all your expenses, why are you paying a life insurance company for life insurance? But you can cover the expenses. So a lot of times I'm, I'm more encouraging the people to make sure you have your own savings and put that to a side. And that be a, you know, some money that you assign just for as far as life insurance. Hmm, now that is very interesting. Right very there. interesting. That got me thinking. I like that. Well, maybe sure. I get rid of, maybe that maybe I will get rid of that guaranteed life plan and put it into savings or put it into pre-planned funeral expenses. Hmm. Yeah, so um, yeah, I was I would suggest that like if you if it's just for funeral expenses, make sure you got just cover your funeral expenses. Anything else that you might need, like you want to leave money for your kids and all of that, um, you can start your own little investment, you know, accounts. I, I keep saying little, it's just the part of the You can start them a big you know, like a college savings, um, a big savings. <laughs> you can do savings for your kids. You can do savings for your spouse. You can put money away for them, you know, and use it like you're paying a policy. You're paying, you know, $60, $80 a month on a policy. You just put that into account and say, hey, that is my policy. That account is my life insurance policy. And, you know, for yourself. So a lot of times when I'm working with my clients, um, I, I usually, you know, because I do sell life insurance, but also teach you how you don't need life insurance. So I know this sounds kind of like oxymoron, but... Mm. 
I, I give them enough insurance for them to basically get their wealth that they don't have right now. So, if you know, of course, like I don't have that amount, amount right now. So I put amount in place for now that you can be covered in case something happens to you. But I'm also helping you invest and build your own money and be self-insured. So by the time you built that money up, go ahead, cancel that policy. I don't care. You can keep it if you want, but you don't necessarily need it. So I'm paying me money for a life insurance policy that you don't need anymore. If you can be self-insured, I'm happier with that. I'm there for the client. I want the best for you. I don't want you to just be paying, just be paying. Go ahead. <laughs> Thank you. Cause the key and Toya like to over talk and ask all the questions. Okay. So my question is if I'm like, I'm door dashing, right? So I'm making my hundred dollars, you know, a day or whatever. Should I take that money and invest in crypto or something? The thing with crypto, <laughs> I felt like I just knew this question was coming. <laughs> well, Bitcoin, Bitcoin, it was going up and up and up, then it plummeted. So I'm just, I'm asking. Girl, she looked like she right. wanted to <laughs> Oh, you fine. My I'm talking about DoorDash money, to, Toya. When it comes to these, uh, you know, like crypto currency and forex and things, like yeah, you know, people are making money off it and stuff. Um, so I'm not, I'm not knocking them. I just would prefer you to make sure that you have traditional investing in place, something that you can, you know, it's more dependable because um, it's more of a gamble when you're doing cryptocurrency and you know. Forex and things. It's a little bit more of a gamble because you kind of like you're playing, you're playing with the numbers and you have to like be in at a certain time and out at a certain time. Um, and if you're depending on that money, I don't want you to be depending on maybe what if. I want you to do more of a traditional investing so you kind of have better prediction and better history on how it's going to be. Um, so if, when it comes, you, you got everything else in place, you got this financial house in place and you got extra money to be playing around with. Yeah, go ahead. Go do cryptocurrency and Correct. So whatever you need to do. <laughs> so, so Toya, so you understand what she's saying is, don't make that part as your foundation in your house. That should be in the game room. That should be in the game room. Yes. <laughs> okay, with your DoorDash money now, just the DoorDash money. That's extra. That's extra. <laughs> that was good. That that makes sense because it's not a safe investment based on what I've seen, and but you can make money. So yeah, if it's in the game room. Then we good, just not on the foundation of the house. Cool. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Anybody else got any other questions? I asked all mine. No, I love asked hers. Yeah, I love what she said. I wanted to give a shout out to to Mama Dort. She is in the house. She went to the doctor. We pray it was a great uh, appointment. We really do, and we're glad that you joined us today. Thank you, sis. Yes, yes. I meant Mama Dort. My bad, Mama Dort. <laughs> All right. Um, so a couple announcements we want to get out in here. Um, the first one, oh, we want to acknowledge that, you know, we have a giveaway going on for the Soulful Show. We're trying to get our subscribers up. So please get the link, go and get um get subscribed so that you can get a chance to win your $20 gift card. Make sure you do that. Share yes. the link. I'm putting the link in the comments now, guys. So go ahead and sign up because you can win 20 bucks, 20 bucks on Sultiful. Yes. Let's see what Mama Dorch is saying. Yes, Toya, don't call to remind me. Yes, ma'am. 
Yes, ma'am. All right, cool. All right, those announcements. Let's get to those guys. Number one, boom, boom, Nakia down with a Kawhi. What? There you go. Tell us about the event that you have created for VAs. Okay, you guys, we have a virtual conference coming up on June the 5th. Everyone's invited. Tickets are early bird tickets are on sale now for $25. You can go to VAWorldConference.com to get your tickets. If you have any questions, you can email us at VASL at VAWorldConference.com. We have five, counting five, awesome speakers lined up. This graphic just has four. But we have five awesome speakers lined up, and we just can't wait for you to hear what they have to say. Yes, and if you want to learn more about the speakers and see who that fifth one is, go to VAWorldConference.com. Yes, and get your ticket. The early bird special is on now. Nice. Okay, next we have a super cool girl that does super cool things named Toya, but I don't see her little deal here. <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> Hi, guys. I'm Latoya, the owner of Yoto Services. And we we partner with uh, beauty businesses to have more freedom and flexibility in their life through social, man- social media management and consulting. So check me out. Yes, uh, yoto.com. Y'all know what that is backwards? What it is, Toya? Oh. It's me. It's me. It's, it's a Toya. Lovely. And I really want you guys to come out to the event tomorrow. It's from 6 to 8. It's the Black History event held by the United States Black Chambers. I'm working with them this month. I've learned so many awesome things that this organization does to help uh, Black businesses, funding, uh, networking, all kinds of awesome things. So I will make sure that I link you to the event, Bright. It's a free event and I'm having such an, a, a wonderful time um, working with them to create this. So yeah, please come on out. We would appreciate it. Yes. Shonda, do you have anything that you wanted to announce or share with us today? Um, only uh, I am offering free financial needs analysis. So we'll basically give you like a full analysis um, Free of charge. So if you want to reach out, you can email me at gogetters.com. Gogettergoings. Mm, I, um, I might do that. Let me know. And um, I'll do a free consultation. So we'll go over your budget, um, look over your life insurance, retirement, and things like that. Just a full financial analysis um, and make sure that you're all squared away your financial health. Mm-hmm. I do have a question. When you do the, um, the consultation, what do you need to provide? Well, we'll give you a list, but um, you'll start with like just the budget sheet and you'll provide things like if you have things in place, like a retirement, if you already have life insurance in place, I'll probably look over that for you, make sure it's the you know right policy and you know how to, you know, you know, interpret it and all of that. Because um, a lot of times I find that people just, they have policies, they just don't know how they work. So we'll just like make sure you know how all your stuff is working. But, um, it's like maybe your pay stub and stuff. I don't physically need these items. I just need you to know what all your your stuff is. I'll have you gather it all up so you know where all your your finances is at. Okay, thank you. Awesome. 
Amazing. All right, I just add the the link for the um the chamber so you can register. Hey T, thanks for joining us, sis. So glad that you're here. That's the homie right there. That's the homie. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Anything else? No, that would be all. Any last remarks? You got it, Shonda. Any last remarks? Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I really enjoyed this. Thank you. Thank y'all. You're welcome. And um, thank you, Toya and the keeper. Let me ask a few questions. I appreciate it this time. (laughs) Ting. <laughs> Thank you for joining us this week. Be sure to join us next week right here on Soulful. Don't forget to like, sh- like, comment, share, and subscribe. And meet us right back here 4 p.m. every Tuesday. I have a question. Sorry. What do we call our, our Soulful family? What why are we? Soul, soul, soulfuls? What are we? Girl, I cannot. I love y'all. God bless. Bye, guys. Thank you for coming out. Bye.